I'm Candace Lim. And I'm Rachel Hampton, and you're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture. And I'm going to be completely honest, we don't have time to do some fun little banter today because Mm -mm. we've got breaking news to report. Except it's not actually breaking because after many, many, many days and hours of speculation, we know what happened. And when you say what happened, you do mean the submarine that captured the attention of seemingly everyone in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Technically, it's it's not a submarine. Um, I'm going to oh. actually you and tell you that it is a submersible. Um, I will explain the difference later. But yes, I am talking about the Titan, a 22 foot long carbon fiber tube (laughs) piloted by a Game Boy controller and the hubris of billionaires, Mm. which was lost at sea since early Sunday morning. Yeah. And then on Thursday, OceanGate, the company that owns the Titan, released a statement saying it believes the passengers of the Titanic-bound submersible have, quote, sadly been lost. Over the past week, both before and after the company confirmed the fate of this submersible, this story just engulfed my Twitter feed. Mm -hmm. It took over my TikTok for you page. It's even on cable news allegedly, because I don't watch cable news. (laughs) The New York Times has been offering live updates. We're getting story after story on the history of deep sea rescues. And meanwhile, the discourse has been discoursing. Mm -hmm. People are making jokes about a situation that for the first few days was objectively kind of funny. But other people are yelling at them for making jokes about what is also objectively kind of sad explainers about deep sea pressure and the horrors of the ocean they are proliferating candace i've learned so many new words in the past week um abyssal zone oh debris field ah i i feel like i've basically gotten a combination marine biology engineering degree uh <laughs> since monday morning i don't know if you can tell but i'm i'm obs- i'm obsessed with this like i'm mm-hmm. sorry i it fits into two of my interests, which are rich people antics and the ocean is scary and we shouldn't fuck with it. You know how some people were horse girls? I mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was a dolphin girl. Oh. Please don't ask any follow-up questions about why I can't swim. Oh, for sure, for sure. Now, can I ask a follow-up question about this whole thing? Please do. What happened? Because every time I logged onto Twitter this week, I saw more details, but they made less sense. Like, why am I seeing the words King Princess, Blink-182, <laughs> Cardi B, Game Boy Controller? What's going on? <laughs> Candace, I'm, I'm really so happy you asked. I'm going to take you on a deep sea adventure, except Ooh. not really because you would not catch me dead on the open ocean, even if I could swim. But... <laughs> I will explain to you and all of our listeners the terrible tale of five rich men, a submersible vehicle, and the internet's ability to turn anything and everything into capital C content. But first, let's take a short break. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. 
Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. And we're back. So, Rachel, today you are the expert. You are the marine biologist on board the USS ICYMI because you love the hubbub surrounding the story. I do morbidly love this. I'm not going to lie. Like, I I need you to know what my recent Google search history has been over the past four days. This is Uh the only time I will disclose my Google search history. Um, What happens in an implosion? Mm. Giant squid. Colossal squid. Yes, those are different. <laughs> those are different. James Cameron Mariana Trench. Oh. Submarine rescue. Nathan J. Robinson, who was a biologist, who was the first to record a live giant squid. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, listeners, she is in it. Now, I see why am I did a very good episode about the cargo ship. Do you guys remember this? It was like stuck in the Suez Canal. And to me, this story is so similar to that like rampant public hysteria of the Suez Canal because people were obsessed. They're obsessed now. The notice are on everyone's following the Coast Guard on Twitter all of a sudden. I mean, Rachel, where do we start? We have to go back back in time to Mm. Friday morning, June 16th. There's a company called OceanGate. Yes, that is the name of the company. Yes, it does sound like a scandal involving the ocean. (laughs) Yes, it is now the center of a scandal involving the ocean. Uh Now that we've gotten that out the way. They've been around since 2009 and they lead expeditions underwater. So they go to places like the Catalina Island and look at fish and the other stuff that's under the sea. Since 2021, OceanGate has been offering these trips where you can travel underwater and see the original Titanic wreckage. In fact, CBS's David Pogue reported on this company just last year. I'm going to play a little snippet of that. I got these from uh, Camper World. We run the whole thing with this game controller. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Did he say a game controller? Like, for a Game Boy? Yes. Well, I'm, I'm really, I'm sorry. I'm going to be well actually ass bitch this entire episode. Technically, it's an Xbox controller. And it's not even that uncommon for like military vehicles to use these to pilot their things. According to Gene Park over at the Washington Post, most military sources cite the same rationale for why we are using 
video game controllers to pilot machinery, which is, quote, younger recruits are intimately familiar with the user interface and ergonomics of a video game controller. And because (laughs) Microsoft owns the (laughs) Xbox brand, Xbox controllers are compatible with a variety of computer operating systems such as Windows. Oh, okay, okay. I I see where he's coming from. So the controller thing used in machinery is not that weird. So it is actually weird, but it's not for the reason that it's a controller. The specific controller that the Titan uses is a um, Logitech wireless one, which is (laughs) very uncommon because you don't really want to be dealing with Bluetooth connectivity issues. Sure thousands of feet below the ocean and if you look at the reviews for this one it has about like a 4.0 a little bit higher rating on amazon but the ones that have lower than a 5.0 site connectivity issues uh-huh 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 okay okay oh wow um i have a few more questions please wait actually no sorry i have one more thing about ocean gate before sure. we move on So as far back as January 2018, um, the company had been warned of, quote, catastrophic problems with their Titanic mission, the one that um, has just happened. More than three dozen people, industry leaders, deep sea explorers and oceanographers signed a letter warning the CEO of OceanGate that the company's experimental approach could result in a disaster. That same year, OceanGate faced a lawsuit from a former employee who said he warned the company about quality and safety concerns specifically related to the Titan vessel, the the same one we are talking about. Then, literally months before this expedition, a Florida couple sued OceanGate for fraud, alleged fraud. Oh, my God. I mean, okay. Um, I guess this seems safe. Um, mm-hmm, where, mm-hmm. by the way, like, where are we? Where is this happening? Where are we in the world? Okay, so the Titanic wreckage is split into two sections. It actually took 73 years after the Titanic sank <laughs> to find it, um, which really gives uh, a sense of uh, scale for how hard it might be to find something like sure. this. But one of the wreckage sites is off the coast of Newfoundland, which is in Kenyatta. Canada. Ooh, okay. And you said um, a while ago, you said submersible. What is that like? Is that a submarine? Um, Kind of. So basically, the difference between a submersible and a submarine is that a submarine can basically pilot itself back to shore, like back to a port. A submersible has to be uh, launched from something. Basically, have you seen Top Gun Maverick? Oh, I have not. But I have a feeling you're you're talking about like the scene where there's like a big ship in the sea and then mm-hmm. planes can like land on it and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Okay. So basically it's the water aquatic version of that where the oh. submersible is attached to the craft in the ocean and then released into the water. Okay. Okay, I'm feeling you. And I'm also reading that you have to pay like a lot of money to take this expedition specifically yeah um it's to the tune of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the whole trip uh a chill quarter million dollars the what you get for that is eight days underwater ten days total um but what you're also getting for that is basically economy class on spirit but one (laughs) step below that um the inside space of the titan 
is about the size of a minivan, but without the seats. And there are five people in it. Without the seats. Okay. Um, I hate this. I <laughs> would rather work at Walmart on Black Friday. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. back to this trip in particular, I'm also reading that you can only take five people on this vessel, like you just said. So, like, one pilot, four paying passengers. When it comes to this submersible that we are talking about right now, who is on that guest list? So we have a pilot who has um, the name of a character in a novel about the Gilded Age. Um, His name is Stockton Rush. Rush is the founder and CEO of Ocean Gate. So he's the one who organized the whole thing. He's, He's done this before. He's 61. Fun fact, he's married to the great, great granddaughter of Isidore and Ida Strauss. Those names might not mean a lot to you. Um... Isidore was the co-owner of Macy's in the early 1900s. Oh. Uh, you might actually better know them because they were portrayed in James Cameron's Titanic as the older couple who dies <sighs> together in the bed um, at the end of the, the middle of the movie. It's a long movie. It's like no. three-fourths in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. So yeah. you're telling me that someone on the Titan is related to someone who died on the Titanic. Uh-huh. Through marriage. Yes. Um, another fun fact, the artist King Princess is also the great, great granddaughter of Ida and Isidore. There are a lot of Macy's heiresses involved in this story. (laughs) Um, so here's what King Princess has to say about this, this story of the past week. So now these people are like, oh, I have, I have so much money. Oh my God. I just want to go to the inhabitable depths of the ocean in a GameCube. No. Dead. Sorry. Oh, okay. So that's where King Princess comes in. Got it. Mm-hmm. They actually deleted this video sometime between Thursday afternoon and Friday morning. I can only assume a family representative got in contact, perhaps a Macy's PR person. Oh, man. That probably did happen. So who else is on the submarine? Okay, so we have a few billionaires. You know, got to have a few. The first one is Hamish Harding. He's 58, British, and he has apparently been on a suborbital flight last summer with Blue Origin, which is the space exploration company owned by Jeff Bezos. Oh, okay. So he's like very adventurous. He loves being in small spaces with a small squad of people. Got it? Mm-hmm. 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 The other billionaire is Shadada Dawood. He's Pakistani-British, and he is on this submersible with his 19-year-old son, Suleiman. 19? Oh, man. Also, didn't I read that the 19-year-old didn't even want to go on this trip? Yeah. So that news actually broke after Ocean Gate confirmed the fate of the Titan. So we'll get to that just a little bit later. Okay. Okay. So by my math, that leaves one more person on this trip, right? Yes. The last person on this craft is Paul-Henri Narjolet. He's 77. He used to be a commander for the French Navy. He's not a billionaire, but he is a deep sea search expert who has done at least... 35 dives to the Titanic wreckage. So this this was not his first rodeo. He's, I would say, probably the most valid person to do this. Okay, so we've got the characters, we've got the setting. Let's talk about where things went wrong. Mm-hmm. Some might say it went wrong as early as 2018, but in terms of the <laughs> last week, 
This submersible is supposed to send out a ping every 15 minutes to the, the ship that dropped it off, its mother. Mm-hmm. Um, the entire voyage down to the Titanic takes about two and a half hours. On Sunday morning, about an hour and 45 minutes into the descent, the pinging stopped. Basically, the Titan stopped making contact with its mother. OceanGate called the Coast Guard and reported the sub missing, and that triggered a search for the then-declared missing sub. Oh, no. Okay, what next? Um, at, this is where I start getting involved. The authorities and news outlets, <laughs> me, start basically picking up like wildfire. Because if there's anything, the consuming public loves its lost things. People lost somewhere. It, mm. It's a tale as old as time. Well, we start this morning with a major story happening right now, a race against time in the North Atlantic. Yeah, scary stuff here. A massive and urgent search happening right now to find a missing research submersible with five people on board. That group was Something to note to is that um, the submersible only holds about 96 hours of oxygen on board. And so as the days go on, news outlets are really emphasizing how there's 48 hours of oxygen left, 24 hours of oxygen left, seven hours of oxygen left. Uh, Basically how far theoretically these passengers are into the danger zone. I mean, Rachel, like the deeper and deeper we get into the story, I I'm getting anxious and people around the world are also getting worried. Right. Yeah. So when I found out about this on Twitter, I I'm not going to lie. I was immediately hooked because (laughs) it, it was basically people freaking out, just reiterating the facts of the case, like the fact that the Titan operates in such a way that the passengers were bolted in from the outside. So even if they popped up to the surface, they would still need to be released by someone outside, which was scary because you can be lost at sea. That is a thing that happens. So a lot of, a lot of um, anxious reactions, honestly, a lot of memes because the internet is the internet. And then obviously conspiracy theories started going viral. Cindy, the news is on. Another little white girl done fell down the well. How do you lose a submarine? There are many reasons why most of the missions to the Titanic are done with remotely operated unmanned vehicles. One of the reasons being humans really aren't meant to be at that depth. They're down at roughly 400 meters or over 12,000 feet. Now at two or 300 meters, the pressure is so great that your lungs cannot inflate. Do you have optimism that they are going to be able to find um, this, this vessel? No. Oh, man. I mean, speaking of Twitter, I saw this one tweet that says, why can't the people in the sub just open the hatch and swim to the surface? I I'm not going to say I have this question in particular, but I'm sure someone does. Yes, yes. And to that someone, I would like to say there are no dumb questions. Um, One of the reasons is, like I said, it's bolted from the outside. The other reason is that we're not as people, humans of uh, of the species human, we're Mm -hmm. not designed to survive at the depths that the Titan was diving to, which is about 12,000 feet below the surface of the ocean. That's where the Titanic wreckage is resting. That's um, really deep. I Mm -hmm. don't really know how else to describe it other than really deep. Um, Actually, I do. The Empire State Building is about 1,200 feet tall, right? Tall as shit. Um, So the Titanic lies about 10 times the depth of the Empire State Building. Um, Finding things at that depth is really hard. 
which sounds trite, but I don't know how else to say it. It took, again, about 73 years just to find the wreckage of the Titanic. And that's because of the intense amount of effort and preparation it takes to get humans that deep into the ocean. We're not meant to be down there. That is one of my strongest held views. I just, Mm -hmm. I don't think we should be down there. You're overcoming intense amounts of pressure, literally no light, and extreme cold. Like, the British Defense Ministry said that reports suggested the depths involved in this rescue far exceeded the capabilities of NATO's submarine rescue system. Mm. Yes, NATO does not have the technological (laughs) capability to do searches at that depth. In fact, the deepest underwater rescue up until this point in history took place at 1,500 feet, which I will remind you is about (laughs) 10,000 feet higher than where the Titan was trying to go. Uh, I mean, like, I don't, I don't even read in the dark, so I don't even know what it's like (laughs) to, like, be so deep in the dark. I mean, I know I said earlier that I was getting anxious, but now I am anxious. And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a beat. And when we come back, we're going to dive into the backlash surrounding the Internet's reaction to this story. And Rachel, I need you to answer my biggest question of all. Why do people care about this? I can't wait to talk at you more after the break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In 2007, TV network CBS dropped 40 kids in the middle of the New Mexico desert as part of a brand new reality show. These kids would have to build their own society from scratch. And if this sounds like Lord of the Flies to you, well, it was meant to. We were on this mission together. We were going to prove to the world that we could make a better society than adults could. I'm Josh Gwynn, and I want to know what this wild TV experiment was really about. Split Screen, Kid Nation, a six-part podcast from CBC. Available now. Hi, y'all. Hope you're enjoying today's show. If this is your first time listening to ICYMI, then a welcome. We are thrilled to have you here. In case you missed it, that's what ICYMI stands for. Also, our show comes out twice a week on Wednesdays and Saturdays, so make sure you never miss an episode like this past Wednesdays, which was on my personal Super Bowl Hampton Private Chef TikTok. It's the time of year when the private chefs go to the Hamptons and tell us all the things they're cooking for their rich clients. It's billionaire week over here on ICYMI. Go check it out. And we're back to talk about hashtag OceanGate, aka the sub that tried to check out the Titanic and ended up getting lost along the way. So Rachel, You've done a very good job of distilling the drama, the intrigue, the science behind (laughs) this voyage. But there is something that I still don't really understand. Like, 
Why has this become such a big deal? Because just to give some context to this week in news, one, President Joe Biden's son Hunter pled guilty to tax fraud. Two, former President Donald Trump was arrested and arraigned. And number three, The Bear Season 2 came out this week. It's Carmi season o'clock. I just feel like (laughs) there's at least three bigger things happening in the news and society and culture. And yet this is the thing people are obsessed with. Yes, um, I do feel like you're taking a shot at me because the people have been me. I fully forgot about Trump being arrested and arraigned, but that man's been (laughs) indicted so many times I can't keep track. True. So I'm going to say there are a few reasons. One, historically, there is nothing that has captivated the public more than someone's getting stuck in something. Just think Mm. about it. Balloon Boy captivated a nation. That soccer team that got lost in a cave. Oh, yeah. The big boat stuck in the Suez Canal. There is nothing that just hits our imagination more than the concept of someone being stuck somewhere they can't get out. Just think about, how, like, haven't you been curious about the Donner Party at some point in your life? It's because they were stuck. <laughs> yeah. And also because there was cannibalism. But it was mostly because they were stuck. Okay? Uh-huh. Think about how much we care about the Roanoke Colony. They just disappeared. Just mm-hmm. like the Titan. So that's one part of it. The other part is the deep sea. We don't know anything about her. And that's just the truth. We know more about the geography of Mars than we do about the contents of the ocean, which make up 70% of the world. I, I just think the combination of someone being stuck someplace, the ocean, and then the fact that we all, as we keep saying, are obsessed with rich people. Succession was successful for a reason. We love to know what rich people are up to. So rich people getting stuck in the ocean, it's just, it's fodder for ever, everlasting content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the way, Jesse Armstrong, spinoff idea, the Roy's in a submarine. Okay, I think I am picking up what you're putting down though, Rachel, because I see half of it as like this inclination for us as humans to be involved and to be a little nosy. And also, I think like it is a genuine fear that people have about like getting trapped somewhere that they can't mm-hmm. get out. And yeah. also, we love things we don't know. And that's the C part of it. But I think it also did not help. That for four days, when this sub was not pinging and it was missing, we just didn't know what was going on. You know, we didn't have answers. And so people were trying to fill in the blanks. And my best metaphor for this, it's kind of like how Beyonce refuses to drop visuals for Renaissance. So in its place, people started making their own visuals and their own dance challenges and TikToks. And like that was kind of us filling the curiosity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Except in this case, we are filling in the blanks of facts rather than, mm. you know, dances, which is another human nature thing we should probably stop trying to do. But yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The The span of time, I think, is really the most important part for why this captured the imagination. If we had known from Sunday that what most likely happened was that when this vessel reached a certain point, it probably imploded. I don't think it would have been a news story. I don't think it would have mm. taken over the internet in the way that it did. It, It's the fact that it was four whole days of us not knowing what was happening. You remember the 2020 election when we didn't know who won for a while and it's sure. all we thought about? It's sure. like that. The other half of it is that it's a human tragedy. I mean, it's true crime happening in front of our eyes as much as I hate true crime. It's a mystery. There's billionaires on board. And I just think this will probably be in our children's Wikipedia deep search holes in about 10 to 20 years. Now, 
I want to talk about the billionaires that you just mm-hmm. mentioned. You know, I have been combing through these amazing TikToks that you have sent us. And I'm noticing that there's a lot of commentary about eating the rich because, you know, once again, this voyage, it costs $250,000 per person to get onto. Uh, for comparison, that like Blue Origin Jeff Bezos space thing, it costs $450,000 per seat. So this, this is a steal. Um, but... What are people saying online about that part of it and just like the billionaires amidst all of this? Yeah, I mean, class commentary is one of especially Twitter and TikTok's favorite pastimes now. Before we get into that, though, I do want to share some of my favorite tweets about this. Again, these were made before we knew what happened, so keep that in mind. Um, So from Michael Harriet, I don't engage in any activity where oxygen is measured in time increments. I think that's a good way to live your life. From Jabuki, do you think the submarine explorers are exploring (laughs) each other's bodies? (laughs) From House of Decline, submarine people rescued. Wow, I'm glad that's over. What did people say about us when we were down there? I'm sure it was respectful. (laughs) It was not. Mm -hmm. And speaking of that, eat the rich. Basically, people were saying things along the lines of, this is hubris. This is chickens coming home to roost. This Mm. is the most unrelatable thing that has ever happened to anybody who will never have the spare change of $250,000 to go to the Titanic. Um, Someone tweeted, I feel sad for the 19-year-old whose father's hubris landed him here, but a libertarian billionaire ethos of we are above all laws, including physics, took the Titan down. And the unequal treatment of this and the migrant boat catastrophe is unspeakable. Someone else tweeted, the rich being obsessed with the Titanic is like a mouse being paralyzed by the hypnotic stare of a cobra (laughs) or a bug being lured into a Venus flytrap. It is their natural predator. Someone else tweeted, the Titanic submarine is a modern morality tale of what happens when you have too much money and the grotesque inequality of sympathy, attention, and aid for those without it. Migrants are, quote, meant to die at sea. Billionaires aren't. But there's also been backlash to that backlash because there's people who are saying you know humans are humans and that it's sad regardless of who died there's here's an example of that which is i'm a normal person who thinks it's bad when anyone dies first political thing i ever care about was being against the death penalty and i've maintained a strong track record of being against people dying since then some weird pro people dying tweets from some of you lately to which other people are saying when we said eat the rich did you think they were gonna stay alive after we ate them what are you saying here It gets crazier because amongst all this backlash, I have been hearing the name Blink-182 come up. And like Mm -hmm. all I know from my corner of the earth is that Kourtney Kardashian, she announced she was pregnant at a Blink-182 show recently. But what's what do they have to do with all of this? Um, Unfortunately, Kourtney Kardashian is not involved in this. But uh, one of the passengers is named Hamish. He has a stepson named Brian. Brian was also recently at a Blink-182 show. And here's something that Brian tweeted recently. My stepdad Hamish is on this submarine lost at sea. I'm devastated, but coming to the San Diego Blink-182 tonight so you guys can give me hope and cheer me up. No. It gets worse, Candace. In a now-deleted Facebook post, Brian wrote, It might be distasteful being here, but my family want me to be at the Blink-182 show as it's my favorite band and music helps me in difficult times! 
Not the exclamation mark. Music helps me in difficult times. (laughs) And the thing is, it keeps going. Cardi B comes in. Why? We don't know. She comes at Brian on her Instagram stories and writes, you're supposed to be right next to a phone waiting to hear any updates about me. You're supposed to be consoling your mom, basically saying that if her husband was to be lost at sea, she would hope that her stepchild would be comforting her rather than at a Blink-182 show trying to get said stars of Blink-182 to notice him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, now that we know how Cardi B feels, I do want to return to something we mentioned earlier in the show about the 19-year-old son of Shazada Daoud. So after the news broke that the five passengers were presumed deceased, the young man's aunt spoke to NBC News, and she told them that Suleiman had spoken to a relative prior to the trip and said he, quote, wasn't very up for it and terrified. But he went on the trip because he was eager to please his dad, who was this, like, huge Titanic fanatic. Yeah, I honestly think of this entire saga, Suleiman is the real tragedy here. That, Mm -hmm. along with the fact that multiple countries spent an unknown amount of taxpayer money on this search and rescue mission that, according to a memo that was leaked from the U.S. Navy on Thursday— wasn't even necessary because the Navy knew from their top secret detection system that the Titan had imploded within a few hours of it launching. So the Navy has known since Monday, basically, what happened. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last week was theater, basically. (laughs) Um, And we'll probably never know why the Navy chose to withhold that information from all of us. But... I'm putting on my little tinfoil hat. (laughs) And I just think that it has something to do with governments wanting to assure billionaires that no matter what predicament they find themselves in and whether that predicament was entirely self-inflicted, those governments will still burn an untold amount of taxpayer money trying to save the billionaires from themselves. Meanwhile... Mm. Laws will be written to penalize taxpayers from trying to help rescue migrants because that's 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 what needs to be happening right now. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm about to ask a question that I think I have a sense of your answer, but I want to close this episode by asking Rachel, like, how do you feel about this story? Because, like, would you ever? Go on a voyage like this? Do you feel any sympathy for the passengers? You would never catch my black ass on a voyage like this, ever. Uh Truly. Uh The second question, I feel, again, I feel sympathy for Suleiman because he was a child trying to do something nice for his father. His father, however, I'm going to say, I don't really feel a lot of sympathy for him or the other passengers because there are a few reasons. One, The issues with the Titan were well-known before Monday. They've been well-known since 2018. Everyone on board had to sign a waiver that basically said, if you die, you die. And it said that three times on the first page. I will never sign a waiver that says, if you die, you die. I'm sorry. Two, I get having an obsession. All of us do. But I don't understand needing to see the Titanic wreckage because we have footage of it. 
And as multiple people have stated, it's basically a graveyard. And I find it kind of disrespectful going to gawk at it and also spending a lot of money to go gawk at it. Mm -hmm. But also, and finally, this is really the reason, if you must go gawk at this wreckage, James Cameron has seen the Titanic wreckage (laughs) upward of 30 times in his life. That man directed Avatar and also has been to the bottom of the Mariana Trench, which means to me that there is a safe way to do this that doesn't involve getting a marine biology PhD because James Cameron is a lot of things, but he does not have a marine biology PhD. So I just feel like all the people on this boat, except for Suleiman, made choices not to do it the safe way for reasons we will never know, but are probably objectively either dumb or arrogant or both. Yeah, I'm I'm with you where if I have any sympathy, and I know I said I didn't, but if I had to find a crumb, it definitely lies with Suleiman because, you know, I mean, in this life, many people don't get to die on their terms. They don't choose one where or how, but we are talking about a 19-year-old who died doing something he very clearly did not want to do because it was his father's dream. And so as we wrap up the story, I think there's two things that I'm going to be taking away from this. The first one being trust your gut. Doesn't matter how young you are. Your gut exists for a reason. Mine was filled with nuggets at those age. Still worked. <laughs> Second, Rachel, I'm with you. You know, the Titanic is actually available to stream, uh, rent, buy, Celine Dion, has a track on it. Kate Winslet, Leo, they have great chemistry. I say just watch the movie because it's quite good. I don't know if you guys have heard. It's quite good. And it truly is enough. I need to know about the Titanic. So true. I just, Mm -hmm. I feel like the only debate left worth having is whether they could have fit on that piece of wood at the end of the movie. Oh, man. Oh, man. (laughs) we don't have time for that. Okay, that's the show. We'll be back in your feed on Wednesday, so definitely subscribe. That way, you never miss an episode. Leave us a rating and a review in Apple or Spotify. And tell your friends about us. You can follow us on Twitter at ICYMI underscore pod, which is also where you can DM us your questions like, what's James Cameron up to? And you can always drop us a note at ICYMI at slate.com. ICYMI is produced by Sarah Spragley-Ricks, Candice Lim, and me, Rachel Hampton. Daisy Rosario is our senior supervising producer, and Alicia Montgomery is Slate's vice president of audio. See you online. Or on the Finding Nemo submarine voyage ride. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.